This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey guys. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Don't forget to um Hit subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, subscribe like it, us, like do it, it all. Smash that like button, hit that bell, <laughs> tell your friends. You can check out some of uh, every show's featured segments. There's conversations about pop culture, all sorts of stuff. So yes. go and check it out. Uh, how about this story, guys? Melinda Gates apparently began working with divorce lawyers well over a year before her split with Bill Gates. Oh, boy. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Oh, boy. This was partly over concerns about her husband's dealings with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Uh Say the last sentence out loud again. This was partly over her concerns about her husband's dealings with Jeffrey Epstein, Mm -mm. who is Mm -mm. a convicted sex offender, especially when it comes to uh, underage girls. Not good. So apparently Melinda spoke with attorneys from several firms as early as October of 2019, saying the marriage was irretrievably broken and... Mm. She cited uh, there were documents that were cited and people in the know that said that she had a lot of unease about Bill Gates ties to Epstein dating back to 2013. He um, I wonder if a spokesperson. No, it was a New York Times reported in October of 2019, that Bill Gates had met with Epstein several times and once stayed in his New York City townhouse. And then a spokesperson for him said, uh, at the time, those meetings were centered on philanthropy. But it seems like there's a little more to the story, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So... As we know, the couple has said publicly that they uh, plan on remaining co-chairs and trustees of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Billionaire Warren Buffett serves as the foundation's third trustee, you know, and they all have that. um, They've all vowed to give away a majority of their wealth. So. Interesting. Um, Epstein, when he was in New York, in a New York jail, named a little known biotech venture capitalist whose name was Boris uh, Nikolic as a backup executor of his will. But Nikolic had worked as a science advisor to Bill Gates 
and more recently funded more than a dozen firms in gene editing and other like health technology. So there's all these like interconnections. Sure. But in an emailed statement at the time, this Nikolic told uh, Bloomberg News that Epstein had not consulted him about his will and that he had no intention of fulfilling those duties. So, hmm, hmm, seems like there's a little something else going on. And if there is, it makes sense that we had the story that the kids are Team Melinda. Here is uh, from the Business Insider. Mm -hmm. Um, They say that there was a report that Bill Gates and uh, Jeffrey Epstein met more than once from 2011 to 2013. The outlet reported that Gates rode on Epstein's private jet from Jersey to Palm Beach, Florida, though Gates had previously denied he'd ever traveled with Epstein in a 2019 interview with the Wall Street Journal. He said, I didn't have any, Bill Gates said, I didn't have any business relationship or friendship with him. I didn't go to New Mexico or Florida or Palm Beach or any of that. There were people around him who were saying, hey, if you want to raise money for global health and get more philanthropy, he he knows a lot of rich people philanthropy um every meeting where i was with him were meetings with men i was never at any parties or anything like that he never donated any money to anything that i know about and then they say that the two men's relationship appeared to cool in the fall of 2014 according to the beast this following a two million dollar donation to mit's media lab by bill gates that the lab's former director claimed was facilitated by epstein A representative for Gates denied that claim to the journal, saying although Epstein pursued Bill Gates aggressively, any account of a business partnership or personal relationship between the two is simply not true, and any claims that Epstein directed any programmatic or personal grant-making for Bill Gates is completely false. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. Mm -hmm. They can't both be true. Interesting, huh? Very much so. Hmm. Makes you want to scratch your head a little bit. Things that make you go, hmm. What did we ever, I don't know, what did we ever learn? Wasn't, I was like a loose follower of this Epstein situation. Oh, Steve. But, like, what did we ever learn of all the big names that were attached? I think, Have we learned anything? Did they stop reporting on it? Um, You know, we answers? haven't heard too much. I know there was, uh, Bill Clinton's name was attached. Um, um, Prince Andrew's name was attached. Mm-hmm. Um... We just, we don't know if, I mean, there could have been meetings just among rich guys and people with, you know, business dealings without there being any crazy business. that's possible, right. But it seems that there are also cases that seem a little suspicious. A lot with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial with her computer that they have and getting that information those names those, and I, mean, I mean i think that when they get that trial going won't they kind of have a little more answer to what i what would those, think so i think we'll find out i think it's just kind of been waiting for that trial to come through because once they have to start talking about those names and testify especially to, a criminal investigation they're not gonna like show like, the public all their cards right now right but, so i think will it will come out eventually i mean i want to know hopefully it does because there's a lot of in my eyes, suspicious activity there with a lot of important names. Not saying that they were tied to it, like you guys said, but let's get clarification here because there's a lot of sure yeah. lot of things going on. So. Yeah. I wonder if like Ronan Farrow's doing any someone like a Ronan Farrow doing digging, mm. trying to piece together some bombshell piece. That would be great if he was. I mean, there was a whole documentary, whole series on it, and I watched the whole thing. Um, 
with all these young women and they all, even the women who did not even know one another had the same stories mm. about how they were groomed and how they were told they were going. Um, is it West Palm? And then what's the other one that's right across the bridge? It's West Palm Beach and Palm Beach, Maybe I think. And one's the fancy side and the other one is like kind of the other side of the tracks. And oh. they would get these girls to come and give this rich guy, Epstein, massages, which turned into... Just this ring of just sexual abuse. Just disgusting. Anyway, I'm sure, yeah, it's probably getting close to that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, guys. Well, we should lighten things up. Let's do that. All right. Um, I have a list here, Steve, that I think would be really fun to go down. And listen, we could look at the flip side, too. I have a list of what's not nearly as attractive as guys think it is. Then maybe we could flip it. Yeah. And Grant and I could sort of speak on behalf of guys or Let's at least do it. us. Let's okay. do it. Okay. It's all coming up and according to a new study when we come right back on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast. Yes. Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex and you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase. Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal? How about the most comfortable fabric that you will ever put over your nether regions? You need to believe me when I tell you that because it's true. I've tried all sorts of different kinds, including some really big names out there that say we have the most comfortable. Nay, said the horse, you do not. The Chill Boys are so comfortable. They're made of this bamboo fabric, which is just like made up of cumulonimbus clouds. It feels so good. (laughs) It is so cool. And my groin has been super happy with me ever since I made the switch. Good to know. Great for biking, (laughs) hiking, fishing, working out. No wedgies, no chafing, no odor. You guys, you got to try these. Go to chillboys.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. <laughs> Boy, have I got a list for you. Oh, I can't wait. Let's do it. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Okay, this is coming from Reddit, where they asked a bunch of women. To share the things that guys do that aren't nearly as attractive as the guys think they are. Okay? Okay. Some of the best ones are... Let me start from the bottom and go up. Truck nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I got to tell you, I saw truck nuts recently on 35W North. (laughs) And listen, I'm not one to stereotype, but... well, first of all, they're only ever on trucks. I, that's in the name. They're truck. You could technically put them on something else. You could put them on an SUV. They're always on a pickup truck. No offense, Grant. No, that's okay. But can you imagine your Honda rolling down with some trucks? <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once, and I was like, "What is that thing?" Well, the ones that I saw. I remember I looked these up. I was going to get them for a uh, for a gag gift for my brother <laughs> Scooty for Christmas. And all I'll say is the ones that I saw were anatomically accurate. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't even read as a joke. Uh, you get some that glow too, like a brake light. 
Oh, God. They have lights in them when you hit your brakes there. Another oh, brake boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's uh, terrible. Number seven on the list. Persisting over and over when you've gotten a clear and definitive, no, I'm not interested in you. Mm. Just, now, that's tough. You know, sometimes the guy feels like if you, at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Don't. Persistence. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never worked out for me. All right, Steve. Here's one for you. Easy. Loading up on cologne, okay. jewelry, or hair gel. Not as attractive as guys think it is. At least not to women. Sure. It's fine. Well, you know, I think of like the Wall Street guy. Greasy, slicked back hair. The really expensive suit. Yes. Where you're like, that's a little try hard. And Initials or cufflinks with your name engraved in them. I'm not a big... <laughs> I'm not a big monogram guy. Some people like monograms. I don't like monograms. My dad had a lot of monogram stuff. Not being... The cologne thing, though. Come on, man. Yeah, smell good. Smell good. Smell good, but not too good. Yeah, but don't think neutral is a positive. Yeah. It's not. I, I, I've don't been just on... be like, here's my flesh and what it smells like. <laughs> I need to move into your realm a little bit, for sure. Yes. Not being able to do the most basic cooking or housework is not attractive. Because yeah. it shows your, um, you're looking for a girlfriend to be your mom. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, and I will stand by this. I've seen men lose wives, get married like within the next year. And I've seen wives lose husbands who are like living their best life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We as men are just, we would notice the void of a woman more than a woman would notice the void of us in terms of how your life lives out practically. Sure. You know? Okay, I'll, I'll let you have that angle. Meaning like if my, if my wife, God forbid, but if she passed away, it'd be a real situation with me and the kids and just like equipping them for a day or for a time out with their friends or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, let's just go. I'm with. She Not packs a, a oh, bag. Time, I thought you meant a time out with their friends. You time meant like a play date. No, I'm with you, Steve. If Lily were to like just leave, die, whatever, it would. I would have. I mean, she's got it written out, but I would have to learn all the stuff that she does for these dogs. And of course, mm-hmm. I would. But it would be a tough transition where if I were gone, she wouldn't miss a beat. I'm sure. I mean, not that I don't Maybe do things Maybe I should for her. learn some of the things. Just like the same way women should learn how to, um, I don't know, change a tire, mow the lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, change uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, my wife, like, you know, she cooks all the time. She grilled something a couple of years ago, and it was her first time using the grill. And she was all excited yeah, about it, nervous going into it. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor, as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at Factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Though. It's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, talking about being horny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Not just, as attractive as guys think that it that it is. What if it's the girl? Whatever. Probably not. Well, you tell me. You tell us. Well, Jeez. sure, that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, okay. There's probably not a ton of objections. If we're looking at this as the standard male-female yeah, relationship, right. probably not a lot of you're guys right. who are like, whoa, 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 honey. Hang not on. tonight, not tonight. Come yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, two oh, words yeah. a guy has never said to his female. Not tonight. <laughs> Calling your exes crazy, not as attractive as you think. Talking bad about other guys to make yourself seem better. Or to- talking bad about other women to try to compliment mm-hmm. the woman you're talking to. That's on the list of what's not nearly as attractive as guys might think. Nudity. Male nudity. For sure. Everything guys. related to male nudity. Pictures okay. of male nudity. Yeah. Male man. nudity in person. <laughs> All male nudity. Now and forever. Yeah, when she says, uh, sure, but with the lights off, she's talking about hiding you, generally. Okay? <laughs> Don't be so flattered. All right? It's just for I every man that can hear me that can hear me. Do not ever again take a picture of your wiener for any cause. No. If it's a doctor, said nope, you got to see it in person. Thank you. Don't ever take it. It doesn't look good from any angle. It doesn't matter. You're a picture of your Jimmy always looks like when you accidentally have the camera on on your phone and you're like, "Oh my gosh." When it's in <laughs> selfie mode, that's how everyone will react to the picture of you. Your thing. <laughs> Please don't ever do it. Is there anything that you guys would put on the list of what women, what you don't think is nearly as attractive as I think I interpreted the list a little bit differently. And so I thought it was more physical things. So I'll just say this. Your feet. You don't need to tell me that you got your toes did because it's still your wrecked looking foot. Thank All right. You. Nobody's you. foot looks good. And I, pre- I I guess I'd rather, like, there's paint on them, and I think that that's cool and that's great. But don't start trying to find ways to show me that foot because it stick, still stick looks your toe in his like ear. A, yeah. Guess what? Even if you think you've got some good toes, I guarantee you don't have five good toes because everybody's pinky toe Is looks mangled. like someone called it right before they took the picture <laughs> off to the side. What? The toenail isn't straight. It always looks bent. It looks like it's trying to do a piggyback ride on the next toe. Like, hey, man, can you hold me for a minute? Don't show me your feet. Part one. The other thing I was going to say was push-up bras. If you think that showing me that you have a bra that will make it look like your breasts are about to burst, that is not a good look. Okay. Just want everyone to know that. You know, I'm thinking like Jersey Shore kind of a thing. Yeah. It's just, don't. I just think that that might not be 
coming off quite as awesome as you think. Baby talk, probably. Oh, yes. Negative. Baby yeah. talk. A little boundaries are good. Some, you know, you hmm. got to have some boundaries. I love Lily, but she has none. What are you talking oh. about? Give, me, give us an example before we go. Just bathroom boundaries, none whatsoever. Okay. Oh. She'll just walk right in and start talking to you yeah. or something. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. Shut the door. Oh, I do. She That don't matter. And she figured out the little thing where you can poke it right in the hole and come right in and even in the lock. <laughs> There is no stopping her. She's picking the lock. Yeah. She's picking the lock. All right, lock. it's Money Monday. What happened to Dogecoin after Elon Musk hosted SNL? That's next. Warm weather is finally here. It's summertime and the perfect time to join the Y. The Y has outdoor pools and splash decks at locations throughout the area for fun days with family and friends. And here's the best part. If you join by May 13th, you'll get $5 enrollment and 25% off dues for the whole summer. Swim on over to ymcanorth.org and join today. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's the Monday edition. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. Yeah. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hey, Elon, hey, Donna, it's good to talk to hey, you. Nice. Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live this past Saturday. He, of course, yes, SpaceX, yes, Tesla, yes, PayPal. He also happens to be a big, influential voice in the world of cryptocurrency. He has talked about Bitcoin. He believes that it is ultimately cryptocurrency, the way of the future. And uh, he has more recently been tweeting about and sort of propping up another cryptocurrency called Dogecoin, D-O-G-E-C-O-I-N, Dogecoin. And this is a, as he talked about multiple times on Saturday Night Live, this was a cryptocurrency that was created as a joke, making fun of the fact that cryptocurrency seems to be, what, can I just make up a cryptocurrency? And so they made this sort of based jumping off of a meme. They have this dog that is the emblem of the Dogecoin. You know, Bitcoin has the B with the dollar signs through it. Sure. Dogecoin just has what appears to be a Siberian husky <laughs> as their mascot. Anyway, in January, very early January, Dogecoin, if I read correctly, was trading for less than a penny. And then it started going up. And up and up. He puts out a tweet about Dogecoin. Boom, it goes up. Mark Cuban put out a tweet about Dogecoin. It went up. So last wow. week, it kept going up to the point where it hit, before his SNL appearance, it hit 72 cents from a penny, which means at one point last week when it was trading at 60-something cents, they said that if you had $1,000, if you just had them to take a $1,000 flyer, on Dogecoin, and had you done that in January, that at one point last week would have been worth one hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. Wow! So it's wow. It's yeah. That's what Holy I. Holy crap! Are you like, are you going to do anything with this information? No, I feel like it's a little too late now. But there was a point where on Saturday I thought, "Whoa, should I like jump into this? Is this going to go up?" Well, then he goes on. He mentions Dogecoin during the monologue. 
And then later on, he mentions it during the weekend update. They do a full bit on Dogecoin during weekend update. Turns out it wasn't good for Dogecoin. A lot oh, of people thought okay. that it would push okay. it up. To the moon is what they say. That's what Elon Musk said at the end of his thing on Weekend Update. To the moon, which is when it, that's a rally cry that traders use of cryptocurrency when they're hoping that they get some really outsized gains, that the thing that they bought in for five cents goes to $10 and then right. they retire, which, by the way, really happens. If you go on Reddit on these cryptocurrency threads, you have people legit saying, I'm done. Like, I'm, I've retired. I paid off my loans, paid off the house. Because they took the right flyer for the right price at the right time. It went down, though, uh, quite a bit, trading from $0.70, cents, $0.72 cents leading up to down to a little bit below $0.50. Cents, at one point, going as low as $0.43. Cents. Then it bounced back up a little bit. But it really took a dip. I actually was watching SNL and then... Uh, I'm watching the clock when SNL was on live, and then I went and watched the Dogecoin price just to see if it was going to spike. Oh, interesting. What if, what if it had hit like a buck or two bucks? You know, people, it would have, he could have made millionaires that night had it gone positively. Now, he ended up joking during the weekend update, essentially Dogecoin is a hustle. But he had said the night before, I think it was TMZ cameras that caught Elon Musk, and he said, there's a chance that, who knows? Maybe Dogecoin could be the, the cryptocurrency of the future because he said, we love irony. And wouldn't it be just so ironic if the coin that was made to make fun of cryptocurrency somehow became the industry standard? So that's when people were buying into it. And then uh, the price has since gone down. But I know a guy who has Dogecoin who says he has like a certain price where if it gets there, he's a millionaire and he walks away from things. Hmm. I wish that was us. I wish it was us, too. <laughs> Remember I told you, Scooty and I, my brother and I, are planning on starting a cryptocurrency mutual fund. It'll oh, be a nice. closed fund. No one can get in except for me and Scooty. And then we just pick like five or ten different cryptocurrencies, put in a chunk of money, a sizable enough chunk where if you hit, it wouldn't be really meaningful, but a small enough chunk compared to your overall investment portfolio where it's okay if it goes away. Know what I mean, Jelly Yes, I do. That's what I'm trying to do. All right. I don't like it. Okay, talk about it. I like paper <laughs> a lot. All right. I just like paper. I like things that are tangible that you can see and feel and know that they exist because you can see it. I would be so curious. Oh, I just wish we had a crystal ball and could look into the future 25 years, 10 years, where is cryptocurrency in 10 years? In 25 years, is money still the dominant Good question. currency? Maybe it's just credits. You have so many credits. Interplanetary credits, kind of like a Star Wars And then you thing. use your thumb and you just like, Getting okay, close. that's four credits. Getting close to that. I know. By the way. Getting close to that. Me scared. No, don't be scared. Okay. You're fine. Thanks. You both own dogs? That is a fact. I have a dog. Thanks for asking about him. His name is Rex. Soft-coated Wheaton Terrier. Wheaton. There's a new study that found it costs about $111 per month to own a dog or a cat. And since pets live an average of 10 years... That total would come out to 
$13,320 in the life of a pet. That's how, So when you say, oh, look at Fido, and if you get Fido as a puppy, on average, that's going to cost you in just upkeep. Not even that there's a purchase price, generally, whether you're adopting or purchasing from a breeder. Mm-hmm. But still, tack on 13000 extra dollars into that. And I think people get caught up too much in... They're looking at breeders or they're looking at rescues and saying, oh, it's a $400 donation. That feels steep. Or if you go to a breeder, oh, gosh, it's 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks, 2500 bucks. Mm. Oh, that feels like a lot. And it is. It is a lot for sure. But what you don't think about when you're making that original purchase is truly how expensive they are mm. moving on. Well, and not only that, but from a rescue's point of view, they've already gotten these dogs paid for them to get fixed got them their shots they've got them you know what i mean if there was something wrong with them if they had heartworm they've been treated for that so the the rescue is doing all of that for you to make sure you get a healthy dog so they're really saving you money because if these problems came up you know a few weeks after it'd be your responsibility and those shots are not cheap no i've never done the rescue route so i've had to do all this from the beginning you know paying for all that stuff to get done the neuters the we have insurance on our dogs and our insurance alone is about 300 bucks a month for all three of my dogs not a chance you know what i did instead of doing the insurance because it's more expensive when you have an elder dog like i'll always adopt senior dogs yeah and um I just started a separate savings account for him. That's good. And way to I do throw it. a few dollars in there every paycheck just in case he needs a teeth cleaning or if he needs a prescription and I just call. pull it out of there. What if you did that, Grant? Think of this for a moment. Have I you already would, thought of this? Yes, and we will, but the reason why we did it with this last couple of years is because the with wolfhounds, you mm-hmm. tend to go like, like we had pneumonia, we had uh, you know a pack of wolfhounds also try to check him and show him. So we had a bunch of bite wounds. I mean, my dog has, and then the new, I mean, he's been in, in and out of the hospital in the first year and a half of his life for multiple things. And this is very common wolf, with wolfhounds about six or seven times. Oh, my so God. the insurance wow. has paid for itself ten over. We will eventually probably switch to that, but sure. the first year of your life with. Bigger dogs like that, they're like they're just so clumsy. They oh, don't know geez. where they're at. They injure themselves a lot more. He had pneumonia. Yeah. I mean, wow. it, it, it it was worth it in the end. Well, when I heard that thirteen thousand dollars, I thought that seems really low to me. Yeah. Just because you're you're thinking food, food is like fifty bucks a bag or more. Yeah. For especially for a bigger dog, then you're talking about a kennel and a leash and a collar. You know, there's just so many things. And then if you go away, oftentimes people have to board their dogs, get their nails trimmed. In your case, the haircuts. Yeah. How about uh, this on average? So that's how much a dog costs. I don't even know if I should believe this. I'll just read it to you. It's from Investopedia.com. They say on average, middle-income parents will spend... On a child, by the time they turn 18, $284,000 per child. Oh. Now, they factor part of the expenses there being housing, followed by food, like getting a bigger house, I suppose, as your family grows. Followed by food, the cost of child care varies widely, depends on where you live. Oh, but they say that each additional child costs less after the first really expensive kid. Thanks to economies of scale. So now we can mm. buy bread in bulk, whatever. Yeah. 
hand-me-downs with clothes. Yes, quay. Yas, a, All right, well, thank you, Steve. One more fun fact. Uh, we are now buying, spending uh, $276 every month on impulse purchases, the majority you do at the grocery store. Shop intentionally when you're out there. I hardly ever buy food. (laughs) I made like some food yesterday and I'm like, okay, this will get me to Thursday. Honestly. I mean. You're like an alley cat. Well, I make something and then I just (laughs) eat the same thing until it's gone. Day after day. I hear you. I love leftovers. Love leftovers. I can eat leftovers as many meals in a row until it goes away. I I don't spend any money on food. Yeah, your food budget. Oh, I'd love to compare. No, I wouldn't. No. Food bills, Target bills. I maybe spend 150 bucks a month on food. Oh, we're probably at like, mm, I don't know, our Target bill's probably somewhere in the 800 to $1,000 range. <sighs> oh, we go to Target. You don't get out of there for like less than 250 I'm like, where? Oh, another Target thing. Whoa. Well, getting back to dogs momentarily, when we come back in the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show... Boy, there was a really cool send-off for a Pennsylvania pup who is now in the big dog house in the sky. Wait till you see what their family did for, for this guy. I'll tell you about that coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Saw the story over the weekend about uh, the former uh, White House dog, Bo passing away one of the staffers posted this adorable video of Bo um he said every morning when he'd see Bo he would just start running around the desk the president's desk in the Oval Office this was um uh, the Obama family's dog you know he was that Portuguese water dog and Mm -hmm. he ended up having cancer and passing away recently Anyway, they, he's been their dog. Did they get the dog right after they moved in? Oh eight, oh nine. I right? believe so. They and so. then they got another one. Okay. They had Bo and I can't remember what the other one's name was, but um, Barack Obama posted today: "Our family lost a true friend and a loyal companion for more than a decade. Bo was a constant, gentle presence in our lives. Oh. Happy to see us on our good days, our bad days, and every day in between." Mm. Okay, so in a related story, I saw this story this morning. You guys click on the link. I linked this up for everybody also on our uh, show page at mytalk1071.com. There's a, a seven-year-old pug from Allentown, Pennsylvania Love named Dexter. Me passed too. away on April 27th oh from word. an oh apparent illness. And he received an over-the-top funeral. Open casket? Open casket. Yes. Um, this is going viral. Um, the caption says, run free, Dexter. Oh. Aww. And so it took place in what looks like a typical, you know, funeral situation. Yes. They had a centerpiece that was a large blanket hanging from the ceiling showing an embroidered version of Dexter's little pug mug. And then just beneath it was the open casket. I can't even look at that casket. I'm literally crying right now. He still looks like he's just sleeping, though. Oh, yeah. he Oh, I love that. I think that there should be more... More dogs should be taxidermied. I really think so. So that you could always have their presence there, like, on the... 
fireplace mantle. Grant, what's going through your head? People can't see you, but you're weeping. No, at man. Your... I just... I oh, have, buddy. I have a little guy, Junior, that if I... I, I Just knowing... I, no, like, it's the idea that that's his last pose. And he's got his toy, his favorite toy yep. underneath And his... he loved blue toys more than any other toys. I mean, it's so adorable, and I would love it, but I don't know, Steve, about seeing... like Because I would want to see my... If I saw my dog hanging out by the fireplace, I'd be like, hey, Junior, come here. Mm. Yeah, that would be really too hard. Come. Mm. But okay. this is tearing me up right now. I mean, Aww. I'm just picturing my dog laying there with his little, we have, he loves little ducks. Oh, this is hard for me. Oh, I mean, I just think it's such a beautiful, sweet tribute because dogs are, are and cats, they're part of our families. Mm-hmm. You know, like when how- you spend like 17 years with an animal, 10 years, 12 years. I like that um, President Obama said he was a constant gentle presence isn't that true you know even if you have a dog who's wacky and does some dumb stuff they're just they are just gentle just there we watched a um we watched a movie over the weekend we watched avatar with our kids and by the way disney plus has a family friendly version that you can go to cool and then it just takes out, there's some S-bombs, some B-bombs, some JC maybe. So Can you repeat what you things. said you watched? Avatar. Oh, gotcha. And uh, because we had gone through the Avatar Pandora Land at Animal Kingdom at Disney World a couple of weeks ago. And my daughter hadn't seen it yet. And my two daughters hadn't seen it. So I was like, oh, we should watch this. And we watched it downstairs and it was really fun. Um, but what we did in the basement, our basement is a toy box right now. So we have a TV. And we do have two couches that are just, sometimes they're against the wall. Sometimes they're in around the TV. But the whole room is just open so that you can throw football, have sword fights, all that kind of stuff. We take old couch cushions, put them on the ground, and then we line up two couches outside of the TV, okay? (laughs) So then it's like mega couch. There's traditional couches you sit in, cushions down on the ground below so people can lay down, blankets, all that. Point is, though, yeah, it's one of like my favorite way to watch a movie now Love at our house it. is down there. And it just looks a wreck, but it's just perfectly cozy. But we said to Rex, and Dev was with us, and we said, Rex, come on down, buddy. And he's not a really big, like, snuggling dog. And he came down and just was just seated there with mm. various people throughout the movie. Just like, I want to be with you guys while you do this thing, whatever you're doing. Mm. And then he just sat there with us. And normally, you know, he's... Grown out of the puppy face, but he can be a little crazy. But I just thought, look at this guy. He's just sitting here. Just hanging with you. little man. Yep. Yeah. It is really nice. They're they're good companions. They're never mad. They're never angry. They're always happy to see you. I know. There's always a party. That's the difference between a dog and a cat. You know, like, I just go check the mail, come back in, and the dog's like, woo! Yeah, You right. know, like, it's a surprise party every time you walk back <laughs> in the house. Right. Great. Meanwhile, like, you walk in on a cat, and it's like you're getting shush, like they're working on a project. <laughs> <laughs> like they're always on a work call. That's funny. Did you see Elon Musk uh, over the weekend when he talked about his son's name? And yes. they, they put the graphic up of the spelling of his son's name. And he's that was like, very funny. He's like, we call him, you know, cat walked over the keyboard. Yeah. He said that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> So our Facebook question comes from Steve today. I uh, cannot pull up Facebook on my phone. I'm getting an error message. So maybe oh. it was so popular that not to be confused with Poplar, hey hybrid Poplar. Hey oh, it was popular and popular. What's your most memorable movie theater experience? Oh, I feel like you have one or was that it? <laughs> no, I have I have one. Um, 
I have two. Jurassic Park when I was a kid. came out in 93. I was 10. That's such a great theater movie. The other one that really stands out, though, is seeing the movie Beethoven, as we do this dog talk. Beethoven, Charles Grodin. It was about a big St. Bernard dog that just wreaked havoc on the house, you know. But I remember it was a free movie day at the theater. We had off school that day. It was near Christmas, if I recall correctly. And the lunch ladies, who were normally lunch ladies, were working at the theater, helping to get us all in. And it was a theater packed with students, elementary students and uh, like middle school students. It was so fun. I just remember us all being such loud laughter in that room. Interesting. Okay, mine was, I was going to see a PG movie, don't remember what it was, ended up in The Postman Always Rings Twice, got up and left. On the way out, I saw one of my friend's moms who was married with another man holding hands walking out of the theater. My theater experience that stands out the most to me is (laughs) Jurassic Park for when it's exciting, like nostalgic feeling Jurassic Park with you, Steve. But I had a moment in the movie (laughs) Toy Story, guys. No joke. Mm. Toy Story. The couple in front of us got kicked out for doing things that they should not be doing during a children's movie. Let's just put it on. Like, oh my word. And was, I apologize for that. Yeah. Donna. <laughs> That's it. Jeez. That was my worst experience. Uh, not what you were going for, was it, Steve? No, it wasn't. All I right. did Cruel Intentions. I saw the movie Cruel Intentions, and I remember that was like my first time having like a movie theater makeout session. Oh. Armageddon for me. Oh. Armageddon. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And then I was such an idiot that I actually tried to go see another movie with her and i was like what if we saw saving private ryan because it would last longer (laughs) oh interesting what an idiot i was great movie though i've never seen it oh really great movie anyway some people said taking their daughter to frozen she was five we both sobbed at the same parts especially olaf thank you for that katie uh, I took my daughter to see Elf, and as the movie started, the reel caught on fire and filled the theater with smoke. Okay, this isn't what to I To this day, <laughs> I've never seen Elf. There you go. Your oh, well. question, Steve. Are you happy now? Yeah, All right. You. We're going to go. Colleen and Bradley are kicking us out. They'll be in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow.